millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Tonight, we press play on the last seven days and unpack the week from the cheap seats with your hosts, Melanie Bracewell and Tim McDonald. Houses for a line on Mel Tresina, Titus O'Reilly, and stand-up comedian, the very funny Felicity Ward joins us. Exactly. Nice of you to turn up this week, Tim. Uh, <laughs> nice to be invited. Uh, <laughs> no, it's great to see everyone. Great to see you, Mel. Great to be back. Big thank you to the fantastic Emma Holland, who yes. did an amazing job hosting <laughs> last week. A little bit too much applause for Emma. No, Emma did a wonderful job. It is great to be back. Yes, we got a lot of feedback. We actually got a, a tweet that said, um, is Tim away because his work experience is up? So <laughs> that is true. Um, uh, Emma was just not available this week. So. <laughs> We did ask. Um, no, it's great to be back. I went away for seven days. I, I left when MasterChef started and <laughs> was able to just get back in time. But the big news this weekend, Mel, was Wimbledon. Yes, Nick Kyrgios made the final an awesome achievement. We're fans. Look what he's done for himself. He's pulled himself up and he's got himself in the final Well, by default. Okay. <laughs> still made it. Well, Channel 9, Mel, were less keen on the Kyrgios match, more keen on his step count. I think this walk, this is where it sets in. The long walk out. Where you're walking out. Walk down the stairs. You can walk out with confidence. They walk out. The final walk down. Just before they're about to walk out. Just on that walk as well. They walk past... You walk past the trophies <laughs> and you'll see the famous quote. Wrong way, go back. Um, it, is a, it, it is a long walk. No running. Uh, Nick Kyrgios lost the match, but the loss didn't take away from his love of the game. I was going to say, your first Grand Slam final here at Wimbledon, has it made you hungry for more? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> we'll take back that big plate then. Uh, still, he's a hit with the youth. Somebody that youngsters particularly turn on the TV or the radio to watch. Watching him on the radio, that's what the young kids <laughs> like to do. Well, Prince George was there, Mel, and he was loving every minute. George is trying to get up in his seat to look over. Is he? <laughs> loving every minute. And all the celebs were there. Ah. 30-15. Gary Player. If you didn't, didn't know Gary Player, phew, he was in the bottom right of that. <laughs> We're staying in the UK, Mel, and the big news this week, of course, was the resignation of Boris Johnson after losing the support of his biggest backer. Psychic pig has spoken. <laughs> Boris Johnson, it is time for you to go. <laughs> Little did Psychic Pig know that he was the next to go. <laughs> he's, uh, he's now the not-so-psychic pulled pork, so... <laughs> Well done, Psychic Pig. Well, Piers Morgan took that to another level. Good evening, I'm Piers Morgan Uncensored. Tonight, Boris Johnson must go. The greased piglet of politics has slipped and squirmed through almost three disastrous years. 38 resignations in two days have butchered his government. And tonight, surely, nothing 
can now save his bacon. <laughs> Fine line between show and ISIS video, isn't it? <laughs> MP summed it up best. If you don't have the consent of the British people because you've lost the trust of the British people in what you're saying being the truth, then you're toast. I mean, you may not be fully toasted toast, but you're certainly toast. I think about halfway through he started to smell toast. <laughs> but believe it or not, it got worse. Yeah, but he is still Prime Minister. He's still Prime Minister, yes. I don't think it'll be for much longer. I I don't know whether you've stayed in a hotel recently, but you know at the breakfast bar they have those toasters that just don't really toast your bread, so it goes very, very slowly and you have to put it through three or four times. I think the Prime Minister's toast, but the toasters just got to keep on going through the toaster. Well, we've got toast, we've got piglets, almost a full continental. <laughs> I think it was on crumpet setting. But for Boris Johnson, Mel, the writing was on the wall. We think at around 12 noon the Prime Minister will emerge into Downing Street. The jumper. Look, and, and across the country, Mel, reaction from residents was swift. Tonight we'll be finding out what you think about his resignation. I'm very upset about it. I'd like Boris more than anybody else. I just bought two fresh green cakes. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see them go through the toaster. <laughs> The resignation of the Prime Minister, Mel, look, it's a major news story. And all the major news shows had rolling coverage. We may cross over to Downing Street, obviously, at any point. But for now, we're carrying on with our forest of all! <laughs> and what a popular event it is! They even had a psychic spit roast, which was amazing. It really predicted. Oh, don't Google that. Don't Google that. <laughs> um, well, not... Most shows across the country had politicians and political commentators. GB News got. Well, Leslie Crank, you are a sex toy expert. <laughs> An incredible day of drama, though you get the sense one host lost interest. Holding on to those traditional Tory voters, some of whom are, are moving away towards the Liberal Democrats, the, the person who takes over from Boris Johnson will have to prove that they can do that. Uh, really uh, interesting stuff. Really interesting stuff. The wordle was toast. So. <laughs> well, look, the news was everywhere, Mel. It was hard to miss. For one host, though, it was hard to find. I'm oh. desperately trying to find a, the piece. I think I read it in the mail this morning. Aha! Here we are. <laughs> Twelve pages of Harvey Norman ads. <laughs> That's GB News' Alistair Stewart, who was loving every minute. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I love days Great like this. Day. When there are no scripts and it's kind of... Oh, you've got somebody coming along here, and we've got lovely uh, presenter guests as well in the studio. Uh, but you just have to try and grab the balls. Aha! <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh, found them. <laughs> Alistair Stewart and his co-host may have a little too much chemistry. Really uh, um, have <laughs> developed into something Whoa. quite extraordinary. Uh, and you know, the mood there? in the palette. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Really interesting stuff. <laughs> the big question, Mel, was what did the public want to hear as Boris Johnson bowed out? He will be resigning today. What do you think? What do you want to hear from him? Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, maybe a little bit more. <laughs> That's the one. Across the UK, residents reacted with a mix of shock and ignorance. I didn't even know he resigned. I've just finished work, so... Well, that's a bit of good news for the day, I suppose, isn't it? And she's the Foreign Secretary, so it's amazing. <laughs> so many were 
were shocked to see Boris go. One caller on this show was shocked to see something else. Meta, what's your thoughts on this? Are you happy to see the back of Boris or do you think he had more good work to do? I would just like to say that Boris... Oh, gosh, my name's just come up on the telly. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Meta Cloud is a very common name. Yes, that's right. <laughs> the truth is, Mel, many voters had turned on Boris. Um, how are you feeling about Boris Johnson going? Were you a Boris fan? I was initially. I still am. OK, great. <laughs> <laughs> I think this voter summed it up best. Sorry to disturb, I'm from BBC Newsnight. Just wondering what you think about Boris Johnson resigning today. I want him to go, he's a pain in the arse. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mel, I think this voter summed it up best. He's an idiot. He can't do anything right. This is just going on the telly. <laughs> it is now. We'll be back with more in the Chief Seats. <laughs> Let's take a look at what's coming up. Easing lending restrictions this week. So what does that mean for first-time home buyers? Plus the meaty competition to find our best boner. It's in Stiff competition. <laughs> Yes. The winner gets a medal hung on it. Well, they get a medal. They get a medal. Well, let's catch up, Mel, on all the fun over on Studio 10. Hello, can you hear me? No response. Please, could you call for an ambulance? <laughs> <laughs> I want to make it clear that was a demonstration. Well, I mean, with Studio 10, can you really tell? <laughs> school holidays across the country and the airport chaos continues. It's getting so bad, there's even a death toll. This is the calm before the storm at Tullamarine as it gears up for more mass arrivals tomorrow. It's a tough ride on the overhead luggage, isn't it? It's a tough ride. But it wouldn't be an airport segment without sending our favourite airport reporter, Jessica Millwood. And she won't let her interviewee get away with anything. Which will make it our second busiest day since the pandemic, second only to Easter. Here's my little friend you wanted to be on TV. Where are you off to? I'm going to Hobart keep, in Tasmania. You going to Hobart? Yeah. Are you going on holidays? Yeah, yeah. What do you think of this line? Crazy. Like, around 50,000 people. Like, 57,000. Yeah. She says, 57,000, you dipshit. <laughs> I thought we were applauding. Yeah, I was going to say we're applauding Mel calling kids dipshits. <laughs> One of the arrivals at the airport, Mel, was Prime Minister Anthony Albanese, who returned from Europe. And there's a lot to love about Albo. But Miss Hayden says the moment she realised she loved Albo was when he was involved in a serious car accident. <laughs> so they exchange names and addresses. Okay. <laughs> I mean, she she fantasises about Prince Philip. Uh, <laughs> love him. Well, Mel, Jacinda Ardern also jetted in for talks with the Prime Minister about the rights of Kiwis. They talked about the deportation of New Zealanders and press gallery reporters. We will continue to deport people when appropriate, uh, but where you have oh, a certain oh, she She's escaping. <laughs> it's not easy under Albanese. Um, well, some reporters got caught out multitasking while reporting on the meeting. But the trans-Tasman relationship is going strong. Kia ora, Imogen, and we can't help but notice you're at a shopping centre. How does that relate to what's been happening this afternoon? <laughs> 
doesn't. <laughs> I think Jacinda had eight items or less to discuss. So. Well, speaking of shopping, the cost of living crisis continues, but not everyone is raising their prices. Fruit and veg shop owner Johnny Kapiris is on a warpath against inflation, and he says the supermarkets are taking us all for a ride. Welcome to Kapiris Land. <laughs> <laughs> say the same, but all the fruit is cut in half. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be careful. I found a miniature samurai sword in one of the strawberries, so <laughs> do have to be careful. Look, he, has, he really has a way with words. With a lot to say about how you shop. You want $12.99 friggin' kilo. As he says, a, a friggin' apple a day keeps the friggin' doctor away. So. <laughs> Prices and the cost of heating your home is also set to rise. Which is why Tenia's first reporter, Amanda Hart, has trapped herself inside a fireplace. <laughs> but you might not need that heater on for too much longer. Warmer weather is on the way. Come tomorrow, temperatures are likely to be much closer to the winter average. Fair, it was friggin' 12 degrees. Yeah, Honey prices may also rise around the fear of the Varroa mite infesting hives, and no one gets closer to the story than a current affair. Swarms clinging to their tormentors to avoid being bad. You don't really want to hop out because there's a lot of angry bees out there. <laughs> He leaves his beekeeper outfit at home. <laughs> yeah, note to dodgy tradies, just get a beehive, you'll be fine. <laughs> Speaking of cars, Tim, yes. it's time to hear a word from our sponsor. That's oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the word. Because we all know what that beep beep sound means. It means your ankle bracelet has gone off. No, it's, um, <laughs> it's Cars 24. Mel, what's the hardest thing about finding a quality used car? Finding one elbow hasn't crashed. Well, that's... <laughs> no, it's the dodgy dealers not knowing what's under the bonnet. All those angry bees all outside. All those angry bees out there. Well, with Cars 24, those problems are all a thing of the past. Just go online and have a reliable used car delivered to your door in seven days or less. It's 100% online. Inspect a car inside and out without leaving home. Fantastic. Great to have them on board. Now, Mel, I didn't leave home last week and I had the week off, but I've come back with... <laughs> I mean... I, I mean... You can believe it. <laughs> I, I don't normally leave the house, but I have today because I've come back with a brand new segment. Time to head into the garden. <laughs> Last week, you guys had Costa on the show. It was fantastic, full of energy and optimism. But you can't look past the energy and enthusiasm of the Channel 7 gardening team. But this one is truly unique. It's got a funny name, Neo Fabricia. It sounds like sort of some term on a computer. <laughs> Wait till he hears about apples. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, staying with Channel 7 now, may I introduce you to 7 News Toowoomba's gardening expert, Penny McKinlay. I watch her segment for her magnetic optimism. They're evergreen, and many people whinge. They say, oh, they don't have a flower. Well, so what? <laughs> so what? Who cares? <laughs> I was watching her this week, Mel, and I couldn't get enough, so I decided to dig back through the archives for the best of Penny McKinlay over the years. Yes. And she's got some great tips. Now, an old gentleman told me once that if I cut my dahlias back in the end of January, they would be stunning 
during autumn. Now, you don't find this out on Google. You find it out from older people. Sounds like something from a computer. <laughs> well, I love Penny Mel because sometimes it's hard to tell if she's talking trees or casting spells to raise the dead. Coelroteria paniculata. Alagunaria patisona. Ginkgo biloba. Pistacea chinensis. Tacoma compensis. Pistacea sempervirus. With a wall of xylosmus. Now this is a tree. Okay. Great. <laughs> Maybe she should Google it. Yeah, Google it. Uh, <laughs> Penny has some great tips for growing hydrangeas. And she is just stunning. All of you have a go with hydrangeas. They just need a little bit of care and attention, a little bit more than you gave your kids. This is Penny McKinley for Seven News. Man. Kids don't need water every, every day. day. Of course not. I do hope she looks after her kids a little bit better than this. Now this is the granddaddy of them all. This is the species hydrangea Annabelle. Now I've lost two in my garden because I didn't give them enough sun. But the third one is doing beautifully. She's still talking about the hydrangea. No, two of her kids are on parole, but the third's at uni. Doing really well. Vitamin D deficiency. <laughs> well, Mel, Penny came from humble beginnings. Now, if you're lucky enough to marry a chap with money, you'll have a big sloping block with sandstone steps and different levels. Now, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> she had to raise three hydrangeas on uh, her own. So. I mean, she's got two exes, but the third is doing beautifully. So <laughs> Penny just tells it like it is. I don't have heaps and heaps of fertilisers. It's like heaps of cosmetics. You spend a fortune, you look in the mirror and you're still ugly. So this is what we're going to do for the garden. What is she doing? Penny is a legend. And it's not just gardening, Mel. Penny has musical talents as well. Now, not everybody can have a grand piano in their garden. And just to finish off, I'm going to do Tchaikovsky's Fifth Symphony in A minor. And it's going to be good. Now, this is Penny McKinley from the Mount Tyson Music Bowl for Channel 7 News. <laughs> and that was... with more in the cheap seats right after this. wonderful world of arts and entertainment. Would you please welcome our very own cultural correspondent from Nova FM, it's Mel Tresina. Yeah, Nova FM. Yeah. All the kids tuning into the radio to watch they me. Yeah. Those kids. Yeah. Now, Mel, we have to rattle through this. It's like 10pm, so past Tim's bedtime. Yes. So, <laughs> what have you been watching this week? Oh, strapping, because it's been a big week for Love Island UK. Yes. With the girls going to Casa Amor and the boys had the task of packing the girls' suitcases. Is that is that an outfit? No. This is a dress, isn't it? <laughs> right? Yeah. Looks like a curve. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like more of a concussion test. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at the main villa, Davide got to know new girl Coco. When's your last relationship? You said the... A year and a half ago. Okay. He went celibate, so he wrote... <laughs> He went where? Celibate. Where's that? Wouldn't have sex. <laughs> Don't worry, David, it's somewhere you've never been. I'm a, I'm a citizen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> part of the Virgin Islands. So, so, well, check it out. Uh, 
new girl Molly was getting to know Islander Luca, who just so happens to be a fishmonger. So you're a fishmonger? Yeah, yeah. Guess what? What? My last name's Salmon. That's fighting, eh? That is a bit random. That is a bit written in the stars. I hate fish, so I'm actually allergic. Yeah, I don't eat fish either. That's so weird because she's an influencer and his last name is hashtag ad. Oh, really? Crazy. <laughs> uh, anyway, Luca remained coupled up with Gemma, so Molly was gutted. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But don't worry, plenty more fish in the sea. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> now, seriously, these plants are dying. <laughs> Can we get a move on? What are you doing? You know it's a big week on the island when the host enters the villa. Hello, everyone. How are you? It's been a while. <laughs> That's actually how Tim returned to work today. After last week off. She wasn't on a lime scooter. <laughs> <laughs> And she got a better reception. <laughs> well, yeah, actually, we reacted pretty much the same. <laughs> uh, it was an interesting week for Andrew, who we just saw, who had to make this small confession. Basically, she's told the guys that I, like, sucked her tits or whatever. <laughs> I licked her tit or whatever. <laughs> and, and that's why I wasn't at work last week. <laughs> The biggest boner. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the case of Titgate at Love Island, <laughs> and thankfully for Tash, she had the girls to confide in. What's happened? He's been sucking on her fucking tits as well. <laughs> 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 so now you went. Honestly, I didn't remember. You don't oh, remember. Bullshit. You don't remember girls pulling you out. Didn't remember the pool kissing, and he didn't remember the tit in his mouth. How fucking convenient. What a fucking How can you remember liar. someone's fucking nipple in your face? <laughs> Remember if they're oh never mind. That's fine. Wrong person. I thought they were cream cakes. Turning now to Netflix, who released their newest design show over the weekend, How to Build a Sex Room. <laughs> That's right. And the show centres around interior designer Melanie Rose, who calls herself the Mary Poppins of sex rooms, or as I call her, the Mary Cockins. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you. Stick, stick to fish puns. <laughs> Sorry, and if you thought sex rooms were a little disgusting, then think again. No, sex rooms are not disgusting. A sex room could be anything from a sumptuous bedroom to a dungeon under the stairs. <laughs> Sounds much nicer, actually. <laughs> uh, last week I brought you clips from Snowflake Mountain, a show where parents send their lazy adult children into the wilderness to toughen them up and gain skills to move out of home. And in the heartwarming finale, we learned just how much the contestants had grown after the show. I am an independent man now, so I don't need to live with these people anymore. I now live in an apartment attached to them. <laughs> so inspirational. Oh, wow. And attached to a sex dungeon, by the looks of it. Overseas now to Paris Fashion Week, where the Balenciaga show made headlines for all the wrong reasons. My highlight is this poor model who struggled walking in this gown. <laughs> <laughs> I have a Roomba that's very similar. <laughs> 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 
get in. There were also some celebs who walked for Balenciaga, like Nicole Kidman. <laughs> uh, Luca actually had this to say about Nicole's outfit. Just like her. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we also saw Kim Kardashian, who gave a great impression of a sleepwalker. Everyone was afraid to wake up. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> OK. <laughs> it's just, it gets me every time. <laughs> Kim posted some behind-the-scenes photos of her, like, lining up at the deli. Lucky number <laughs> 55. <laughs> and she also posted her trying to work out the logistics of eating while dressed like an insect. Oh, <laughs> and that's my week in arts and entertainment. Would you please thank Mel Tresina! Joining us at the desk to get us up to date with all the latest sporting action, would you please welcome Mr. Titus O'Reilly? Thank you very much. Well, we, uh, we talked about Wimbledon at the start, and of course, Novak Djokovic has defeated Nick Kyrgios to win Wimbledon. It's a bit like this match was like trying to decide which strain of COVID you wanted to barrack for. <laughs> and, uh, we, we had this wonderful moment. Kate Middleton was allowed to stay, which... Uh... In fairness to Nick, it can be very distracting sitting next to a woman who's had clearly way too much alcohol. It can just mess with your head just a little, mess with your head just a little bit. You're, you're great. Thanks. You know what anybody says. She's got to find a way to laugh. Uh, during this, earlier in the week, we had this moment from Novak's semi-final. And return from a bathroom break. Mm, looking like a different player. Oh, Wonder what happened in there. <laughs> we know he wasn't getting a vaccine or uh, <laughs> anything science-related. <laughs> now, uh, you know what? If there's one thing that kindergarten cop taught me, and it taught me a lot of things, is that you should never turn your back on the ocean or kindergarten. Mm. Uh, and I think we can add Tour de France to that list too. Say it again, no. Uh, the Austrian Grand Prix was on the weekend, and the Dutch fans cheered when Lewis Hamilton crashed. Lewis Hamilton uh, losing control and crashing into the tyre barrier, much to the delight of fans supporting title rival Max Verstappen. Lewis Hamilton has crashed, has gone into the barrier, and you can hear what the Dutch fans think of that. <laughs> uh, even worse than being cheered when you crash is when you hear this. <laughs> Just the guy in the crowd. Uh, now, have a look at this footage here. This looks like the IPL, but what it is is a bunch of farmers who made a broadcast to look like the IPL to take money from Russian gamblers. They convinced them it was the IPL. <laughs> and then they would take a bet like, you know, how much do you think if he takes a wicket next? And then the bet would go in. And then they would wire down to the batter, all right, go out on this next ball. And they made five grand before the, <laughs> before the police found out. Uh, the biggest event in sport happened this weekend with Nathan's hot dog eating contest. 
<laughs> this is the best sporting event in the world. And the women's, Mickey Sudo won and after a year off as well. On the women's side, Mickey Sudo returned to competition after taking last year off because she was pregnant. And she took out the title by eating 40 hot dogs for her eighth win. Been easier if she was eating for two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the men's uh, legend of the sport, Joey Chestnut did this. And in some news that might put you off your breakfast or make you hungry, a man in the US has won his 15th title at the annual Fourth of July hot dog eating contest. Amazingly, he did that despite having to deal with a protester in the middle of the event. <laughs> Straight back to eating hot dogs. Uh, <laughs> a protester just won a tofu eating contest. <laughs> uh, marking a milestone by running through a banner is one of the great highlights for anyone like this. Look oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, at the second kid just goes. I wouldn't have chosen cool food. <laughs> <laughs> Before I go, Country Racing Victoria is looking for a new media and communications manager. Now, we don't usually what show an ad. This is the Seacat. Seek.com? What are we doing? My favourite yeah, bit. I if love you... that everyone's, you know, sometimes we get some TikToks from Mel yeah, 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 yeah. You're more LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, the cheap seats are looking for a new sports presenter. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Make an effort. And uh, if you look at this thing, they've got as one of their criteria, you need to be able to write good. <laughs> so that's what we're doing now, typos on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> typos O'Reilly. Um, well, speaking of, speaking of exciting things... <laughs> I think, I think, I think, I think that'll be a new LinkedIn ad. <laughs> Well, you've got something to advertise because you've got a brand new podcast. Yes, uh, it's called Sports Bazaar with me and Mick Malloy. We just launched it uh, yesterday and it's us telling great stories from sports. The first one we're doing that just came out is about in the 70s two New York Yankees pitchers got up and announced a trade, which is very standard at a media conference, except they announced they were swapping wives children and dogs. <laughs> and one of their teammates said, I can understand the wives and the kids, but the dog? Wow. We've got time for the whole podcast. No. <laughs> so, Tardis, the show is called Sports Bazaar. It's a podcast. What's bizarre is that you and Mick Malloy know what a podcast is. <laughs> <laughs> Nick didn't. He actually had a Walkman that he tried to... He spent, I spent an hour trying to get it on there. So if, if we can't listen to it on a Walkman, where can we find well, it? Well, you can get it, obviously, where we get your podcasts, so yeah. Apple, Spotify, all yeah. those places. on YouTube as well, which I believe is on the internet. <laughs> just, just Google it? Yeah, just, is it Google? I want to say Google. Bing it? I don't know. Well, Sports Bazaar is the show. It's well worth a check out. So in the meantime, would you please thank Mr Titus And all things UK, who better to welcome than one of our favourite comedians and new British citizens? Felicity Ward is back, baby. Felicity Ward! Make a welcome, Felicity Ward! Please welcome, Felicity Ward! So, would you please welcome, Felicity Ward! coming to us on the end of your press run, obviously. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Arguably, that is too much television for one person. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to apologise to the Australian public. No, no, it's great to have you here. Great to have you here in Australia because you've been in the UK for a long while. Yeah, ages. Yeah. I'm sick of it. Okay. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I've been there for a long time, yeah, and it's been it's been quite a week. Our uh, our PM. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like saying yogurt and plant. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Dance, chance, plant. I'm Australian. It's all right. Yeah, great. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> We're not on seven, mate, but that's oh, that's sorry. okay. I'm <laughs> just channeling Leighton. Come on! Like, if I if I channel Nick Kyrgios, I'll be arrested. Yeah, so, yeah. Right. You've been over in the UK, obviously big week there. Boris Johnson, he re he resigned. Yeah. What's the mood like over there? Do they like Boris over there? Look, let's talk about Boris. What a haircut of a man. Um, <laughs> Boris is if if you were, he is a, if a Saint Bernard was a person and useless. He <laughs> is. But will the public miss him? Oh, look, there's mixed sentiment, but I think this woman really just sums up how we're all feeling. Just here in Uxbridge today, um, Boris Johnson's constituency. Don't you ever mention that name in front of me, that filthy piece of toe rag? <laughs> piece of toe rag too. He doesn't even get the respect of a whole toe rag. It's a filthy toe rag. It's, it's not even filthy. just a toe rag. Well, it's not a clean... Is any toe rag truly clean? Mm. What is a toe rag? My, I don't my, know. My toe rag's spotless. <laughs> my, uh, my, my toe rag brings all the boys to the yard. That's <laughs> and they're like, we better move on. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, you're filthy. <laughs> contenders yes. to replace him. The former Chancellor joins Attorney-General Suella Braverman and backbencher Tom Chugendat in publicly declaring that it's likely to be a crowded field. Others are expected to do so in the coming days. Oh, God, it's to which vampire are we going to choose? <laughs> <laughs> Who would you say is the strongest frontrunner? Well, there's a guy called Rishi Sunak. Great name. Sounds like an Indian cocktail. And um, <laughs> I like the Rishi Sunak, thanks. You know when your aunties are on a cruise and they're like, oh, try something tropical. <laughs> I don't know if that's relatable. Um, <laughs> so Rishi, uh, Rishi Sunak... Uh, he's he's a cool guy. He's always been a cool guy. You look at him, you think, you have a lot of sex. Oh, <laughs> that's the vibe. That is the energy that he Relatable. puts. That very... <laughs> Yeah, you're like a sexy toe rag. That's what you're like. um, and I think he's always been like this. This is a clip from when he was younger. Just check him out. Yeah. So one of these things that not that many people know about me. So I collect Coca-Cola things. Oh, oh really? Yeah, yeah. I'm a Coke oh. addict. Oh. I'm a total Coke addict. <laughs> nerd, nerd, what a nerd. Such a, like I, I'm not a bully, but I want to bully him. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> It's, it's, it's like if, if, if Lynx Africa put out a Dungeons and Dragons edition, that would be it. <laughs> but what I always find the sexiest is when someone's talking about something I'm not interested in and then they give me a little bit extra detail I didn't ask for. Um, and actually my favourite drink is, is not even Coke, it's called Mexican Coke. Um, because you get it, it's this special Coke, uh, which is the only place in the world where Coke is made with uh, cane sugar rather than high fructose corn syrup. So there are people that are really interested in this kind of thing. And you can... <laughs> if you were tired before. And you can catch Titus's podcast. <laughs> He's a man of the people. That's what I like about Rishi. He is for everyone. He's for, he's nearly for everyone. I have friends who are aristocrats. I have friends who are upper class. I have friends who are, you know, working class. But I'm not working class. But <laughs> <laughs> no, no one really actually knows yeah. working class people. Well, so many so many great candidates for the city. Mm. I like to see Neil Parrish. Oh yeah. Can you remind the viewers who Neil Parrish is? Neil Parrish is a 
a man of the people, he's a family man, uh, and he was caught watching pornography in the Houses of Commons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but he has he's told everyone, he's been very clear, he's just, um, it's just Googling tractors, guys. It's just, Google, just Googling tractors. We've all done it. And... <laughs> He gave, an interview, he gave an interview this week and I think the graphics department really picked the perfect pick. That was because I went back on a second time. Yeah, you went back to look yeah, at it again. Exactly. That and was and the that's, thing. That's, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm guilty of. But when you knew... <laughs> I think that tractor has just seen the best wheat of its life. <laughs> that is a filthy piece of toe rack. <laughs> that looks harvestable. <laughs> Now, you've been in the UK for the past nine years. We've got a few shots from your Instagram. This is, this is you at a barbecue. Oh, look, I'm sorry to say that's actually one of the highlights of my life. That was not <laughs> That was the first time I came back to the was, Central Coast. And you were working at Bunnings. That's amazing. Amazing. That's amazing. What you can see there is a pair of transition lenses, so it just makes me look like a 1970s pervert. It's a lovely <laughs> Would recommend. That was the first time I'd been back since uh, COVID lockdown to my mum's house. Me in front of a barbecue is my natural habitat, so it was yeah. lovely. It was lovely. <laughs> I love it. And you've yes. got a toddler who's two and a half. Do I? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to make some calls. Excuse me. Apparently you do have a toddler. Oh, how are you finding being a mum? Oh, look, it was very hard in the beginning. Um, I had postnatal depression, which is like regular depression, but with more responsibility. <laughs> um, don't worry, I'm on antidepressants now. And I, I, I was really worried when I took antidepressants that I wasn't going to be funny anymore. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Adorable. Um, it's, it's great. I absolutely love him. He's my little best mate and I'm going to see him in two days. He's not out here with me. He's back in, Australia, well, back in the UK. Well, we've got this clip that makes me think otherwise. I don't want to say goodbye You're going to lock all the 15 locks you've got in the I was going to. The house has got a security alarm. And, um, yeah, they had to move after that video. <laughs> Good luck to them in their new life. I hope, um, I hope you're getting fed. Not like that, you know what I mean? Well, on that note, would you please thank Felicity Will! You're the team, Let's get the latest. Welcome back. You're watching BBC News. I'm Sean Lay with the latest headlines for you at... Uh, oh, goodness, it's already 20 to 3. Doesn't tell us why we were having fun. <laughs> Sounds about right. Oh, it must have ran a little long. It is, it is almost 20 to 3. <laughs> Mel, no, it's a wonderful show. And... <laughs> so, Mel, that is BBC Newsreader and friend of the show, Sean Lay. Now, you may remember, he has a bit of a habit of sneezing during every news bulletin. <laughs> And he's back at it. Japan's former Prime Minister Shinzo Abe was assassinated. <laughs> Excuse me. The soaring cost of petrol and diesel, the competition. The competition watchdog launches an investigation into the way the prices at the pump are. Extreme heat across a large part of the UK. <laughs> the soaring temperatures this week. The pollen's up too. I think he's accidentally been taking pro-histamine. Oh, right. <laughs> well done, Sean Lay. Absolute legend. But to Adelaide now, Mel, and to a disturbing crime spree. And a chilling Nine News reenactment. One of the alleged offenders found hiding in Steve Nell's front yard. You were standing here, like this, hiding like this. 
And then when the cops pulled up as a doggy, he sat down. <laughs> Reminds me of a courier after knocking for half a second. <laughs> the details, Mel, of the brazen heist got worse. 33-year-old Sajuna man taken into custody, allegedly in possession of a slingshot, an accomplice getting away on a push bike. <laughs> Three times over the slurpy limits. Oh, no. <laughs> well, okay, all right. Well, if you think that's bad, there's been a big ram raid back in New Zealand. No money and no cigarettes stolen. Just hubba bubba gum, chocolate, and tubs of ice cream. The police offered to return the ice cream, but it was already melted. Wow. <laughs> Underbelly Wellington, it's just a whole new level, isn't it? <laughs> It's been a big week in the animal kingdom, like this cat up for adoption. Pippin, the 20-year-old black cat, is back at the RSPCA shelter for her third time, outliving not one, but two of her previous owners. <laughs> Can't wait to see that Netflix true crime <laughs> Well, they gave the cat a good pitch. It is um, a bit of a strange one um, that she's um, now back to us for a, yeah, looking for a third home after having two owners, you know, pass away, but um, hopefully that doesn't happen to the next owner. <laughs> Please take her before me or my colleagues die. <laughs> Some other animals are causing a nuisance. Usually reserved for car dealerships in the Rockhampton Botanic Gardens, these wavy inflatable figures are helping to deter bats. Unless the bats are looking for a bargain on a Mazda. <laughs> well, the bat, bat people rolled out... <laughs> Is that the right phrase? No. Well, the, the, the forest people <laughs> rolled out a high-tech solution. The local council's been battling for years to move the bats on. Banging coordinators. <laughs> They've also tried saying, hey, stop that. <laughs> well, it's almost time to go, but for a flawless outro, I always go to nine new Sydney's Mark Burrows. Thanks, Belinda. Dimity Clancy is next with a current affair. That is Nine News for this Friday. I'm Mark Burrows. Hope you have a good evening and it's a good night from us. <laughs> Seamless. Yeah, I love that cute little smile at the end. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all the show we have for now. But to play us out tonight. Now, this is Penny Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.